You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. All right, everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show, a safe space for all you foul mouth fantasy players out there. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh King, Big Rome, the Fantasy Fish. What the fuck's going on, guys? How's it going? It's nice to hear your beautiful voice. It's nice to get you off the IR. Listen, guys, it's fucked, it fucked up. All right, that's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to try my hardest tonight because I'm still dealing with some side effects of it, but you can't hold me down no more. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Director Ross is going to be hanging out with us tonight. I mean, he always Hell hangs yeah. out with us. But uh, for tonight's show, we got a little mini mock draft for you guys. You know, there's some ADPs have been updated. We're trying to do some draft strategies. We'll probably even give you some draft tips throughout the draft uh, just because we do it all the time. But fuck it. And stuff we've already said, stuff you already know, but fuck you. Like, let's try to help you guys out. But before we get started, a couple uh news of note here first one the big one ken walker is going is undergoing a procedure for uh sports hernia injury and will miss the remainder of the preseason so that is not good news Mm -mm, mm -mm, i don't like that at all well then like with rashad penny the forever injured rashad penny so that's like what travis homer dj dallas over there in seattle i mean i get it like procedure is a buzzword i don't like it at all but he should I don't know, man. I think he'll still come back and be able to produce this season. I'm not trying to get DJ Dallas or any of those guys because Penny is still there, right? He's he's yes. okay. Uh, Penny just returned it, to practice. Yeah, it's only a matter of time, though, until he drops down with some shit. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, moving on. Melvin Gordon, running back for the Denver Broncos, stated that they, as in the coaching staff, wants Javante to be the guy. So... Good news if you're Javante Truther hanging out there. Javante's a All stud. Right. Javante is a stud. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Gordon, you know, listen, King Josh, I know that he's he was your boy. He's a charger. He's a little bitch, man. He acts like such a little bitch. <laughs> like, why? Like, to me, he's like, I'm telling on uh, you, you coaching staff. Eh, they won't let me play. They want him. No shit. They want him to fucking be the starter. That's why they drafted him in the first or second round or whatever the hell he got picked. Sh- sit down. And yeah, he's better. Melvin, and shut the it's fuck like, up. Exactly. Hey, they want this guy who's better and younger to be more involved. Oh, yeah. That's the point, dude. Sorry. That doesn't have an injury <laughs> fuck, history. Exactly, and, dude. Fuck and was guy. like the he was like the pro football focus, like ranked like number four running back in terms of like efficiency. Exactly, dude. Like it, I just it rubs me the wrong way when I read that. I know Director Ross is like desperately trying to get him off me in our dynasty league. <laughs> He's my only running back. He's my only running back. I have nobody. Uh, moving on, Darren Waller finally returned to practice, so that's good news. Um. He hasn't practiced since the end of July, but it's nice to see him getting back out there. I don't know if he's going to play in this preseason, but it's a good sign when a guy can finally return to practice. Uh, Joshua Kelly, backup running back for the LA Chargers, reports have stated that he is firmly in the lead of the backup role to Austin Eckler. So despite everyone 
being so big on Isaiah Spiller. Josh Kelly actually good in that preseason game. So, fuck Josh Kelly. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> fuck it. Uh, Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson are both dealing with soft tissue injuries. Uh, sounds like Akers isn't going to miss much time, but Henderson's injury remains unclear. So just monitor that with Akers. Uh, you know, I figured he would have some soft tissue injuries just because he missed so much time with the Achilles injury. Uh-huh. And then he's probably had a pretty relaxed offseason trying to just get healthy. You know, you're going to see a lot of these soft tissue injuries, but still just something to monitor. Uh, quarterback Zach Milf Hunter Wilson. He uh, actually tore his meniscus, but actually that's actually good news because a lot of people were saying it could have been ACL, MCL kind of thing because he had a non-contact knee injury. But looks like it was just a meniscal tear, and he's going to miss about two to four weeks. So he he's probably questionable for week one, but he shouldn't be missing too much time because, I mean, in terms of knee injuries, meniscus is like the best one you could have. It's the best one you could have, but it's also, I've heard, the most painful. Yeah, it's the one that stabilizes you tear, your knee. Yeah, when you when you tear the meniscus, it fucking hurts. You know what? I've had a meniscal tear. It does fucking hurt. It does not feel good at all. Yeah. Then again, t- tearing anything in your body doesn't feel good. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Unless you're tearing butt cheeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> butt stuff. And last but not least, good news for Fish and all you Saint fans out there. Michael Thomas says that that ankle is ready to go and he should be fully rocked and rolling for the beginning of the season. So hopefully uh, it'll be nice to see Michael Thomas back on the football. Let's keep his ADP right there around 70 though. You know? Yeah. I mean, please fuck guys. Listen, it's been what two years or something like that since he's fucking graced us with his presence on the football field. I'm excited for it. He's worth the risk. Yeah, certainly. I mean, like when you look at someone's ceiling, he was the wide receiver one. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just wanted to be fucking healthy because, you know, I blew up my dynasty team to you, Rome, to get Michael Thomas and a couple picks and some other things. And I haven't been able to fucking use them. No, I blew it up. I used to have all these good wide receivers. And now I've got trash. I don't know what happened. Do you want DJ Moore? No. I hate DJ Moore. <laughs> Something about that guy just it bothers me, man. He should be so much better. If he was if he was like three inches tall, I hate to say that because I've always as a coach, you know, you, I have these guys who are so good at the junior college level that I would coach. And you have these big time coaches come in and be like, oh, if he was just that much bigger, it would make the biggest difference. And then I look at DJ Moore and I go, I fucking get it now. It's that much. If he was just that much taller, DJ Moore is just a young wish app version of Keenan Allen. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he'll get, I like him more for PPR. Cause he's going to get a hundred some targets, but I mean, he'll get like 900 yards and three touchdowns. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. I and mean, he gets drafted so high. I actually yeah, had some guy on Twitter. Very hard. I, I had a guy who argued with me on Twitter because he listened to our last episode when I said I want nothing to do with DJ Moore. And he's like, you're too low on DJ Moore. And I was like, no, I'm not. Take you, take him, sir. Go right ahead and take him. He's getting drafted in the fourth round. I don't fucking want that. Yeah, hard pass. I mean, if he fell to like... He's got Baker Mayfield throwing the ball now. I mean, if he fell to like the fifth or sixth round, then yeah, that's fine. But fuck, like third, fourth round? No, fuck no. Get away with that. I feel you, dog. 
All right, that's all I got for news. Um, so what we got tonight, we got a little mock draft for you. A little 12-teamer, 12 rounds. So basically just your starters. Got a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, and a flex. We're going to deploy various strategies. I'm going to be at the four spot. Fish is going to be at the six. Director Ross is going to be at the eight. Rome's going to be at the nine. Director Ross mostly just wanted to mess with Rome, and I love that about that. It's just a good, great friendship. That's what it is. <laughs> Should yeah. be fun. Let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and get this started. So, right off the board, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup at three. That's actually very surprising. Um, so, I'm going to actually deploy like a zero RB strategy. Now, me personally, I don't like doing that so much because then your starting running back is Tony Pollard or you know, fucking Ramon J. Stevenson. I'm not a big fan of that. But for the sake of the show, I want to go ahead and give it a try. We are starting three wide receivers. So it's nice to knock out a couple stud wide receivers out there. So I'm going to go ahead and take Justin Jefferson because I think Justin Jefferson is quite impressive. So there we go. That's my first pick. Nice pick. Thank you. All right. And then I got sniped by the computer and they took Derrick Henry, who I would have loved to have right here. Um, I'm going to basically take the best player available on my board at this point. And that currently my options is going to be a running back. I could take chase, but I'm, I don't really like taking the receiver this early. I, f- I feel like I could still get one of the top guys on the turn here. So I'm going to go with good old Austin. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to go Austin. Eckler. I'm going to take Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is going to be top five running back. And I'm going to take the risk. Spicy. Mm. Yeah. So after uh, Mixon went, Cook went. And I don't want Austin Eckler. I didn't expect Eckler to fall, but he's my number three. So click. Nice. Very nice. All right. So all the running backs are gone that I really, really like. There is one wide receiver here that I am looking at at nine and I'm glad he fell and I'm going to take Jamar chase because I think Jamar chase, like I've been saying it since this kid was a fucking junior in college that he was the best fucking receiver coming in. I I think he has the upside to be the wide receiver one this year. And I think his, I think his floor is like wide receiver 10 and that's the floor. So I'm going to draft me some Jamar chase, baby. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and say this. Fuck. Because I was planning on taking me some Travis Kells in the second round. I was going to try to deploy a uh, a nice tight end early strategy, I guess. I just like what Kelsey brings as he's the number one, really the number one option in Kansas City. But with him off the board... I, uh, it's way too early for Andrews, Kittle. There's just no way that that's going to happen. So I'm actually going to take a guy that I probably could get just a pussy hair later. But you know what? He ain't going to fall into the third. So I'm going to grab me Tyreek Hill. And I, here's what I like about Tyreek Hill. And this is something that I don't think a lot of people fully understand. McDaniel, 
the head coach there that was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers, is going to use Tyreek Hill very similar to how he used Debo Samuel last season. He may not get the rushing, the, the volume of rushing that Debo got, but I think Tyreek Hill is such a game changer. I'm excited. I'm excited to have him here too with my second pick. Well, so anybody who's watched Hard Knocks knows DeAndre Swift's the man. Certainly is. But there's another name there that's been rising like crazy the last few weeks. And I said I was going to fuck Rome over. But sorry, Fish, I got to do it and take Kamara. That's totally acceptable. I would have taken him if you took Swift and he was available. But Swift also went right after you. So that leaves me with a couple of running backs that I'm not the biggest fan of. And then Josh Allen's just sitting there staring me in the face. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take QB early. And I'm going to get the best quarterback, and I'm not going to have to worry about it the rest of the draft. And I might have to make up for it elsewhere, but having the best player at our position is can be efficient and valuable if you do the remainder of your draft correctly. It's not a bad strategy. I uh, personally don't like quarterback early. I also don't like wide receiver early. You know, like I said, I'm just trying to do this strictly for science purposes. Right, it's for science. And I do actually like taking quarterbacks early, but not usually this early. So we'll see yeah, how it I plays mean, out. The second round's, you know. But see, like like my problem is, like I said, with uh, with deploying the early running or wide receiver strategy, if you look at if you look at this year's like wide receivers, there are so many great value mid to late wide receivers. I mean, I do like that I uh I have like the stud wide receiver and Justin Jefferson. But I promised that I was going to do a zero RB. Although personally, right here in a half PPR, Aaron Jones has fallen to me. I would gladly take Aaron Jones. Javante Williams is there, but lo and behold, we got Debo Samuel fell all the way back to me. Um, the only problem with Debo, what made him so valuable last year, was the way they utilized him, and I don't see that happening again this year, um, where he was basically a wide back. Um, but fuck it. Let's just see how it turns out. I'm going to take Debo right here. So after Debo, Aaron Jones went Leonard Fournette, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Javante T Higgins goes. So it's come back to me. I have two stud wide receivers. You know, there's, there's some great tight ends. You got Mark Andrew, Kyle Pitts. I actually saw an interesting stat today. Rome. I know you like fun facts. Um, Kyle Pitts was actually the number one rated outside wide receiver in fantasy football last year in terms of like catch per route run on when they line up on the outside. How many, how many touchdowns did he have? He had 6,000 minus (laughs) 5,999. It's a lot of touchdowns (laughs) and he's got a better receiving core around him this year. I don't know. I dig it though. I think it's from Kyle Pitts. I, I like Kyle Pitts, but since since I'm sticking to the early wide receiver, actually, not nah, fuck it. I'll take Mark Andrews. Let's see how this turns out. So I, I locked up two stud wide receivers. I'm going to lock up a top end tight end. It's half PPR. This could be fun. Yeah, and these stre- that the zero RB, the more points per reception, the, the easier it is. But it could 
could be fun. Um, right here now, I already took a quarterback, so I, I, I see Kyle Pitts here, and I cannot take Kyle Pitts. Um, it's intriguing, but if you've already taken a quarterback and you're only got one running back, your running backs already are thinned out, and it really isn't a viable option to take a quarterback in t- tight end early in any situation. Um, so I'm going to go with my best running back that I have here and I'm on the bandwagon. I'm, I might be sniping Ross and, and Rome here, but I'm taking Elliot. I, I really don't think Elliot lived up to his name in the last few years, but that's because he was being drafted in the first round. Elliot in the third. Fuck yeah. Me up. Well, I'm glad you took Elliot there. Cause I was, I, I either Pitts or AJ Brown. Pitts went, and I can't pass up a wide receiver one on hopefully a better passing team with uh, going to Jalen Hurts. Well, I am I am disappointed. Very, very disappointed. But, you know, I, I, full disclosure here, I'm pretty much going – Along with King Josh here with a with a no running back build. I'm not a fan of it either. I just wanted to see how it looks and how it feels. Right now, I don't like it. Because I'm looking here as I want to build. So, there's a lot of running backs that I'd be okay with at this point. But I think what I'm going to do, my best option is to snag uh you know what fuck it i think i'm gonna take a guy i'm gonna i'm gonna even dabble i'm gonna dabble a little bit in fish's idea here and i'm gonna go justin herbert take a quarterback early nice so we got two zero rb strategies one with a quarterback and one with a tight end i don't like it but after i after i went uh, Patrick Patty Mahomes was off the board. Brees Hall, uh, King Josh's boyfriend, Antonio Gibson, Etienne Akers, and Montgomery. And now I'm I'm sitting here looking at my next move and my t- the top wide receivers on the board. For the record, go ahead. There's no way Gibson gets drafted in the third round in your home leagues, given what's been going on in Washington. I mean, he is on the uh, punt team nowadays, so. We'll see how that goes. But I like it. Good for Team 12. <laughs> yeah. Josh's favorite team right now is currently Team 12. All right. My, so I'm looking here at, at the best wide receivers available. You got Michael Pittman. I I like him, but I'm not the biggest fan. Deontay Johnson, same thing. I like him. I There's one guy that I like a little more. I don't know why more people aren't talking about him because I actually think he is – I think he's going to be really good. He's been really good over the last couple of years. Let me just take a look here. I mean, he's been inside the top 25, getting a shitload of targets every single year. He got an upgrade at quarterback. I'm going to take Scary Terry McLaurin. I love Scary Terry. I I do as well. You know what? Carson Wentz made Pittman a thing last year. Exactly. Scary Terry's been a thing with Worst quarterbacks. Agreed. Hell yeah. And I'm excited for him. I got him in Dynasty League. I'm ready to go. Love the pick there, Rome, because give me the number one receiver on that quarterback's old team who also got an upgrade with Michael Pittman with Matt Ryan. Mm. 
Yeah, and then we had DJ Moore go after that, and I'm back on the clock. Gross. Now, I would like to say th- this point right here, when once like David Montgomery, Cam Akers, ETN go off the board, I don't think Gibson will be there anymore when you draft, and he probably shouldn't be. I don't really want any of the running backs in this range. There's, I mean, if I look at running back, I have J.K. Dobbins, who's not bad. Elijah Mitchell, also not bad. Um, but, but I just see more value in the receivers that are left on the board. Um, Kittle's still available. I'm not going to go that route quite yet, and so is Waller. But um, I am going to take Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle was great last year, and I think he'll be good even with across hill. I think that'll open it up even more for him. Um, two speedy guys. I think that offense could be something special if they if they play their cards right. Uh, you sniped me. I was I was actually hoping that Waddle would have made it to me. I would have loved to have him as my third wide receiver on my team. Now, see, herein lies the problem with the zero running back strategy. Because you got Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell. Those are all starting running backs. Now, like, there's going to be a massive drop-off at the running back position, and it's going to get very gross very fast. Now, I do hold the advantage because I have stud wide receivers, stud tight end. Although, you know, I wanted to bring a point back. Last round when Fish took Elliott, I asked this question, but now that we got – uh, you two guys back on the show. Why is it that people are still like drafting Dalvin cook in the first round, but Zeke's in the third round. Zeke has played more games. Cook has missed more games and has played one less season than Elliot. I think it's because, well, you already asked me, but I'm pretty sure it's because cook plays every down when he plays for the most part. And Elliot will share time. I don't agree with it, but I think that's what it is. But like, you know, d- depending on how your draft fell, you know, let's say Zeke does stay in the third. You could lock up like Cooper Cup with your first round pick, get another, you know, Aaron Jones in the second round, then Zeke in the third. Like, that's fucking amazing. I'd take that over Dalvin Cook, you know. Anyways, so here we are. We're at my pick. I would I would definitely take a running back at this point. But again, deploying the zero RB thing, I'm going to go ahead and take Deontay Johnson. Um, he's been a wide receiver one uh, last year. He was a, a high wide receiver two two years ago. And I mean, a fat, bloated, deflated Ben Roethlisberger still made him a wide receiver one. Now you got Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky. Doesn't matter who. You're, it's Either way, it's a quarterback upgrade for him. He just got paid a shit ton of money. So he, that means they're, they're have him, they have him in their long-term plans. Chase Claypool's a stud. Fryermuth's a stud. George Pickens has been a fucking animal out there. So, I mean, I'll take the number one wide receiver on this team. Plus, I've already loaded up. So, let's say Deontay Johnson is a miss. I already have two stud wide receivers. So, it's not the end of the world for me if DJ doesn't pan out. But I I, I do like DJ here. Uh, Now, it's coming back to me again after I took DJ, George Kittle, Lamar Jackson, Cortland Sutton, DK Metcalf. Then, see, look, now J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs have both gone. So now there are essentially no more starting running backs out there. I mean, there's still Elijah Mitchell. A.J. Dillon is still available. Miles Sanders still available. I'm going to hope they make it back to me the next round. I generally don't recommend if you take a tight end early to not take a quarterback early. Actually, fuck it. Here, Mike Williams is still here. I'll take Mike Williams here. They just paid him a lot of money. He's tied to one of the best offenses in all of football. He's my flex 
you know, especially in a half PPR, it doesn't hurt to have a fourth wide receiver as your flex. Cause you know, and the thing with Mike Williams, not the greatest for PPR value. Cause he's going to have his games of three catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Then he's going to have the game of one catch for 18 yards. But I mean, they just paid him a lot of money. Justin Herbert's the young up and coming quarterback. They beefed up that offensive line. They play in a tough division. That's going to have to put up a lot of points. So, I mean, Mike Williams coming out in the, you know, I get him in the fifth round. You know, I, I, I like that right there. Yeah. Yep, I agree. And then after that, Amari Cooper went. I'm back on the clock. And something I would like to point out here, especially at this part of the draft, maybe even sooner, so you could start looking at other team constructions, what other players have to start filling. So, for example, right now, I know that Rome's going to pick a running back eventually. It could be – it might be his next – pick it might be the pick after it might be both um so i can look at running backs on the board and say okay i got elijah mitchell i got aj dillon i got ceh miles sanders but other other players right now it's kind of balanced but other players could be taking additional running backs too but i'm also going to look at you know my board and see what the best value is and if i feel like i have to take a running back i would take elijah mitchell i don't really feel that way right now i already have two there's some decent flex play running backs left if i want to um, I'm going to take somebody who's kind of risky, but I really see the upside here, Allen Robinson. Um, I really think that he was just shitting on Chicago last year. I don't think he's fell off, and I think he'll be pretty damn good there. Yeah, I, I agree. If you thought Robert Woods was good in Los Angeles, which, by the way, he was, Allen Robinson's going to be way, way better. I love that pick for you, Fisher. Allen County. Robinson. Allen Robinson was a monster with Blake Bortles. You think Matt Stafford can't make him a thing? Exactly. Yeah, and one bad year. Even other star players have a bad year, and you're like, oh, are they starting to fall off? Like, It's always a possibility, but there's always players that have a bad year and then come right back. Exactly. Well, Fish, you took him from me because I want to take him from Rome right before he's going to pick because I'm that type of asshole. So I got two running backs, two receivers. I'm going to gamble, and I'm going to hope that for the first time in forever, the Niners have a back-to-back RB1 and take Elijah Mitchell. You cunt-licking whore. All right. (laughs) That changes everything, but not really, I guess. All right. So listen, I'm actually okay with it. I did kind of get a little... uh, a little perked up. Here's the thing. I don't I don't do this. I don't like this strategy of no running back. So when when do you jump off that that no running back train? Like do you want to get your three wide receivers and your flex to all be wide receivers before you jump into it? I wasn't really sure I was going to take Mitchell there, but I got to be honest, I'm I'm more than okay with taking AJ Dillon at this point. Because I think A.J. Dillon, although he's not technically the number one, right? That would be Aaron Jones. I think he still has the potential to put up big-time numbers. I'm going to snag me some A.J. Dillon. They're gonna, he's going to get the goal line work. He's going to be the grinder. I'm excited for it. You son of a bitch. I was hoping he would have fallen back. I mean, he probably wouldn't have. And see, again, this is why the, the zero running back strategy is is – scary because I was hoping that AJ Dillon would have fallen all the way back to me. But with me being at four overall, there's a lot of players being picked between my pick of Mike Williams 
to come all the way back to me to where I hope that AJ Dillon would fall. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. All right. Well, listen, we talked about it pre-show. I am still on this no running back train. I did take my one running back. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and do it because I know for a fact he ain't getting back to me. I'm taking the number one option in New Orleans, Michael Thomas. You Mm. bastard. Michael Thomas is way undervalued right now. Absolutely. understand that he's coming back from an ankle injury and I understand that his quarterback's Jameis Winston, but we've seen worse receivers do better with worse quarter or better receivers or equal receivers, I guess, do just as good with bad quarterbacks. And if Michael Thomas is healthy, he's gonna be such a great value there. If he's not, then at least you didn't grab him too early. But I th- I think he's fine. Like he's it's a reason he took two years to come back and still exactly. work. I think his career would be a lot worse if he came back last year and was still hurt and tried to play. I mean, for me, this is a tricky, tricky spot of the draft. It's you got, I already got my flex. I'd still need receiver. Yeah. Hawkinson sitting there though. He's at the bottom of the next, the last player of the tier. Cause Schultz went or I, or I can go for Jalen Hurts, stack him with uh, AJ Brown. Looking at the uh, picks, only two teams after me have a QB, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to run a lot, but I think he's going to pass even more than last year. So I'm going to stick with Jalen Hurts like I did in the last mock draft. I love it. You just got another running back as well. Yeah, essentially, right? Qu- quarterback with rushing upside. And you know how much I love running backs. <laughs> this is true. Um. Godwin went after you, so I'm back on the clock here, and I'm in the position where I I got to pick a flex. I already picked a quarterback, so I need to pick a flex that's got a good, solid floor, and I need to make sure that I pick somebody who is gonna not be a position that I don't need filled. So I couldn't right now. I can't I can't think about tight ends still. Um, Hawkinson's intriguing, but I there's the other positions lose value, I think, more in tight end at this point. I don't even know if I'm really that sold on Hawkinson. I don't know why. I'm just not. But player that I am sold on that a lot of people aren't, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, I, I know Pacheco's a thing, but I don't think he's a thing. I think Clyde Edwards is going to be the guy there, and I really think that they'll probably utilize him a little more, but I also think that that team's – Time, the type of team that wants a veteran in their positions for the most part. I really think that's going to benefit CEH. Clyde Edwards Lair is not a bad pick. I mean, you hope he figures it out eventually because he might very well be out of a job here soon. I but... mean, he was the he was a running back 38 last year and he played 10 games. For a flex player, that's not that bad. Exactly. That's the thing. So you're, you're low, but see, again, this is why zero RB is scary. Cause I have no running backs and the running back 38 was just drafted off the board. So I, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping to wait on a running back even longer. I very well might. I don't know. We'll see, but I'll tell you what, I have no running backs. I have three wide receivers. I have a flex. I have a tight end. So I'm going to grab one of the last starting running backs in all of football. I mean, he's technically the starter, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to grab Miles Sanders here. Um, 
the the nice thing is with Miles Sanders is he he does play with a quarterback that has high rushing ability. So that hopefully opens up things to him. Plus, I mean, look who's behind him. Miles uh, was in Kenneth Gainwell and you know, th- those are, th- they don't scare me too much. Um, after I took Sanders, it went TJ Hawkinson, Ken Walker, Thielen, Mooney, Bateman. I need another Before running back pick, now. Can I say that all those three last picks, yeah. Thielen, Mooney and Bateman, I think are great values in the seventh round they're all wide receivers that i personally feel like i want to be targeting absolutely especially Thielen for you right rome 100 percent. he's getting into boyfriend material he is he, he's he's grown on you a lot so the next running back i'm gonna grab because now i'm just trying to fill out my lineup here god i don't like any of them because now you got cream hunt cordero patterson which gross Tony Pollard Singletary who could be good but I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot here I'm actually gonna take Chase Edmonds especially in half PPR they just brought him into Miami um he's got a lot of catching upside I think it will I think he will be the starting running back there because I feel like that offense is just going to be spreading he's the, the ball he's around the best a lot. running back and right? I actually he's the best one yeah and I and I like Chase Edmonds I mean especially this late in the draft we're already at the seventh round so, I mean, at least I was able to land two starting running backs, and hopefully I can actually make up the difference in, in my weekly matchups just based on me having the number one wide receivers on their respective teams and having the number one, two tight end in all of football. Yeah, yeah I like that. If you're going to take a running back late, that's like what you really need to look for is that like late value, potential starter for the whole year, high upside. That's That's the way to do it. Yeah. Like, especially pay attention to your league format. Like, if you're half full PPR, who catches a lot? Like, so I, I could have gone with Damian Harris, who he actually might. Who knows what's going to happen with Damian Harris? Because they're talking about how Ramondre Stevenson has been in the James White role. Now that James White's retired. But they're going to let Harris's contract expire. So they're either going to run him to the ground. or But again, he doesn't have as much catching upside. So at least with Chase Edmonds, I can, you know, if he can get me five, six catches a game, that he's probably not going to get a lot of hundred yard games, but if he can get five catches for 40 yards, especially in half PPR, was that? That's like nine points. That's not too bad for, for a running back. Like right. I'll take that. And then I know that you just mentioned Damian Harris, uh, who's our, but Damian Harris is interesting because last year, a lot of people were saying the same stuff and Rome was on board and Rome, What do you think of Harris? Cause I haven't heard you be nearly as on board as you were last year with it. So, with Damian Harris, look a lot of the a lot of this Ramonde Ramondre Stevenson stuff. I I'm still on the Damian Harris train. I don't see how this guy can score 15 touchdowns last year at 4.6 yards per carry, and the offense just sort of be like, eh, "Fuck him." I guess we're gonna go with this other guy who. Show, he showed flashes, but he just couldn't get it done. Here's what I think is actually going to happen. I think Ramonde Stevenson is going to step into that James White role. So that's kind of one of the things that I've been hearing. I still think Damian Harris is going to be the starter. Right on. I was just wondering because last last year you were, you were pretty high on him. Um, right, oh, yeah. right now, um, I got three running backs. I got two receivers. 
you know, three running backs. My flex is filled. I could still use a receiver and you know, every position here is starting to kind of thin out. So you're going to really look for, start looking for a high floor with high upside. Don't start looking for just upside quite yet. There's still some players with a good floor. And I think one of those players that will take the turn and make it, make it with a good floor this year. And is it a little risky because he hasn't shown it season long in the past? Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to try to get the stack here and go with Gabe Davis stacked with Josh Allen. Um, as my last receiver. Nice fish. I like your team. It just worries me. You have three wide receiver twos on their own team. That, that's the only thing that scares me about your team. I, I'd rather a wide receiver two on a good offense than a wide receiver one on a bad offense. I, I, I said this, I think previously when, when Ross and rum, you guys were, weren't here last episode, I won a league. I've actually won multiple leagues doing this, but the most memorable is our home league. I won by basically trusting that Juju across from Antonio Brown is better than Juju by himself. Hmm. I agree. You're not wrong there. So knowing that I needed my wide receiver three, I'm going to take a gamble. I know this player. Is he be on my bench for at least seven weeks? Six weeks, six weeks with the suspension, one week with the bye, but I'm hoping I have enough to get me to the playoffs, and this guy is a legit, legit number one in fantasy football. I'm taking Hopkins. Nice. I was going to go him. That's a solid pick. That's kind of like the Michael Thomas, right? Like Michael Thomas isn't going to miss time, but it's really questionable. DeAndre Hopkins isn't really that questionable, and he's going to miss time. They're kind of both – the best receiver on the team, that's kind of questionable and totally worth it in both both of these rounds. I agree. I agree 100%. I'm also completely okay with it because I, now that I look at it, I'm going to go ahead and jump on I'm going to go ahead and jump on Kareem Hunt here. I need to finish out my roster. I need to make sure I have at least two starting running backs. Kareem Hunt is a running back to he might not even be in Cleveland. I know there's a lot of bullshit surrounding it. My only other options would be Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, and Rashawn Penny. Uh, God, I don't like any of them. But you know what, Kareem Hunt, you are the winner, sir. All right. And after I took Kareem Hunt, we had Tony Pollard go, uh, Mr. Knox, Rashad Penny, Devontae Smith, Drake London, and Elijah Moore. I'm on the clock again. Listen, I feel pretty good about my receivers. I've got four great ones. My running backs again. This is this it is what it is, man. This was this was the strategy I chose to employ tonight. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but you know what? Fuck it. It's all good. So moving on, I'm gonna go ahead and snag it. I'm between I'm between three guys. I'm between Brandon Ayuk, who I think is going to have a nice little season again. I'm also trying to judge between Fish's boyfriend, Hunter Renfro, because I think he's going to be that. I think he's going to be spectacular and I'm ready to see it happen. And you know what? I could go Devin Singletary. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to do it. You can, if, if Renfo falls to you, good, more power to you. I'm going to take the possibility 
of an upside with a starting running back in Devin Singletary. I'm not happy about it, but it's just going to add that little bit of depth. Yeah, he's a sneaky pick right there because nobody like knows really. Like James Cook could totally turn into the you know Alvin Kamara 2.0, but he could also be kind of like a Chase Edmonds and just passing down back. And Singletary looked pretty decent in the preseason. End of the year last year, Devin Singletary was the running back one. I think he was like in the top 10 last yeah, year towards the end on. of the year. He, Part he of the like problem for the me year. that with the running backs yeah. in Buffalo is they pass so goddamn much. But, yeah. but picking him there in the eighth round, that's fine. Yeah, but Singletary can catch. Yes, so. he can. So this is a strategy that you got that everyone needs to actually pay attention to when you're drafting online is no the size ADP because when you look at all the running backs available, I mean, there's a bunch of twos, but you got to scroll down and find a team that actually has a number one available. That's Houston with Damian Pierce. Oh, I was hoping to. He I, is I not. Gonna, that was my next pick. He wasn't falling to you because that was my next pick. But yeah, I agree 100%. They, you got to pay attention to that. And, you know, to fault our, to our own fault, like, Maybe we I weren't paying positions. as close enough attention as we would, especially, you know, Rome and, and Connor with the zero RB. Connor obviously was. I'm sure Rome thought about it, but how much like, – what do you I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Pierce. I think he's going to be shitty. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. When you're drafting on Sleeper, are you only looking at the all section or are you clicking between the positions? I look at the position I want to pick. Yeah. I'll look at the all to see, like, who else is there to, to comment on. But I'm, when I'm specifically looking at a position, I want to feel I'm looking at the position. So I'm actually a little different. I just scroll down, but um, I live not near the top. Like if I'm if I'm at the top, if I'm just drafting off of rank and ADP alone, I, you're making mistakes. I, I'm looking down. I'm down yeah. in the hundreds. You got in the hundred and fifties, like value. So if there's somebody that's way up high that's dropping too far, that could be an indicator. But there's people that should be higher that not everybody's sold on yet. And if you're sold on them, then, or if you think that their opportunity makes it so that just volume alone will make up for being on a worse team or being a worse player. Like there's plenty of opportunity down there. Um, I'm a fan of go get your guy, like worry about ADP to an extent, but it's not all, it's not all like gospel. You shouldn't pay attention only to that. I'm a firm believer of fuck ADP. You know, like yeah. ADP is so skewed, especially like like sleepers. ADP is still somewhat messy because a lot of best ball dynasty super flex that stuff alters the ADP. Um, like like Fish was just saying, like we we've been firm believers of get your guy. You know, like some of your friends might be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But like Ross right now. I mean, I don't know if you could hear it on the show, but a, but Sleeper does this thing where they laugh at you when you draft a guy way outside the ADP. But, like, not nah, dude, Damian Pierce, he's he could be a legit starter. You know, fuck that. Like, you know, based off ADP, Pierce was going, like, two, three rounds later. Yeah. But just get your guy, you know. Yeah, and look at, like, another rookie who's pretty solid in Brees Hall, who's on the Jets, not a, not a great team. People just seem to have a little more confidence in the guy. Yeah. All right. 
my next pick here. Now I'm I'm really just starting to look for upside. I can fill tight end and Godert's available, and this is one of the ones where he's like way past his ADP. But I really don't. I don't know. Something about it is like, I guess it's fine, but I'm I'm not super sold on it. I also don't really care about a tight end here. I feel like I could just take a tight end later at this point. I'm not going to get a number one tight end or you know top five, I guess. So I don't care. But my boyfriend's available, and I think he's going to be great. So I'm going to take him, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what have what have we said about quarterbacks, or, or I'm sorry, tight ends throughout like the entire draft process? If you can't be great, then just be late, because all you really like if you can't get that Kelsey Andrews, Kittle, Waller, maybe Pitts, all you want from your tight end is is forty yards and a touchdown, you know, and all, a handful of guys are capable of that. I mean, like a late tight end, I actually really like is Cole Komet. You know, he, he's going to he's gonna get a lot of targets this year. You can probably get him towards the end of your draft. Um, so, yeah, like, if you can't be great, then be late. Okay, so here we are. One thing that um, – one thing you want to watch out for, too, is like Ross was talking about this earlier, is look at roster construction. So I'm looking at, like, what's available. I need a quarterback, but almost every team has a quarterback except for myself and two others. So – I, I could take a quarterback here. There's still some very good quarterbacks available. Got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, Trey Lance. But since I punted the position, I only have two running backs on my team. I need another running back. I'm looking, so I could go for the upside of a guy like James Cook, but I don't know what the role is going to be. Now that I know that, that uh, James White has retired, I'm going to go ahead and take Ramondre Stevenson here. Um, because if... Uh, if, if the fuck's his name, Harris, is that his name? Who the fuck's the starter? Yes. Harris. If he fumbles. Yeah. Harris. Yeah. If he fumbles, gets hurt, whatever Stevenson's next man up, or if he's carved himself that niche role of the pass catching back, at least I have another running back. I don't necessarily need to take a quarterback right here because like I said, other teams don't have a quarterback yet. And lo and behold, after I took Stevenson, Tom Brady went Traylenburg, Zach Ertz, Aaron Rodgers, Brandon, Chris Olave went. So now every team has a quarterback except for me. There's still some quarterbacks I like on the board. You know what? For the sake of hopeful boom bust upside, I guess I will just take a quarterback here. I'm going to take Trey Lance. I personally don't Gross. really like Trey Lance. He's kind of like a bad version of Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts is a bad quarterback too. It's one of those guys where it's like, don't watch him play. Just look at the fantasy points that he puts up because Lance is rushing upside. I also have Debo Samuel on my team, so it's kind of like a mini stack. I'm not a big fan of the stack, especially I like stack for best ball. I don't care for stack much in dynasty redraft and things like that because you live or die by the offense. I, I like stacks, but I think you got to look at it differently. It, I, I stack yeah. Josh Allen and Gabe Davis on my starting roster, right? I like I don't like doing that so much, but in your position, if you're going to stack Lance – with Samuel, you could still get another QP, QB and not like you're probably not gonna, but in this situation, it's not a great example. But I like stacking a starting quarterback with a receiver who's gonna be on my bench most of the year. And then when another receiver has a bye week, I could try to use that stack to kind of make up for it and hope that my quarterback receiver has a good matchup. 
So like not a season long yeah. stack, but like a situational one. All right. And then um, I was really hoping Zach Ertz would follow me. He did not. So um, that just makes me punt the tight end position even further. The pick before me was Goddard. And I may have been like almost forced to pick him just because he was falling so far below ADP. And at that point, like it's kind of like you're getting so much value out of the position that late, but ADP is not gospel. So I, I may have passed on him too. I, I'm not forced into the position, so I don't have to decide. Um, and now I'm looking for high upside players. I'm looking for players that could be a boom or bust type of player. Players that, like Ross said, could be starters, number one players that are on a bad team, being drafted late because they're on a bad team. And I think there's some players like that. And I'm going to go a little bit down too right here. And this guy could make it back to me. But I'm like I said, I'm a fan of Get Your Guy. And Kadarius Toney, um, when he played, he was great. And we'll see if he could play a full season. But there's not a lot of guys there in, in New York. So... Tony's, I feel solid right there. Nice pick. Um, so after Tony goes, then seven went quarterback, quarterback. So now you got to figure the backup QB runs going to start soon. So Josh actually was a good call taking the quarterback there. Uh, I'm looking at my roster. I'm going to need another receiver to cover for uh, Hopkins. He's out. There's three quote-unquote wide receiver ones for their team available with Lazard, Christian Kirk, and Robert Woods. Lazard and the Packers, that can go either way. Woods, they brought in brought in the rookie Traylon Burks. I'm going to go with the receiver who's on the worst team. The team that's going to be playing catch-up for 17 straight weeks. That's Christian Kirk. He got paid, so come to daddy. Follow, follow the follow, follow the money. money, like Rome says. Yeah, I like that. I, love it. I think Christian Kirk will be better than people think. I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one, but I think he's going to be an easy wide receiver three, maybe bottom end wide receiver two. We'll see how Trevor Lawrence adapts, but I really think he'll be good. Yeah, but this late in the draft, man, I love that pick. I agree. That was it was a good one. So listen, it's about to get a little awkward. Okay, because after uh, after what I said earlier, this this is going to be weird. Um, Listen, Melvin Gordon, I know I said some things, (laughs) but I went I went a no running back fucking draft build here and you're sitting there. I like what you're cooking. I can smell it. You may not be getting the lion's share. You may not be Javante Williams. But I'll tell you what, he's still going to get some play. He's going to be utilized in the backfield on third downs. I, I'm all for it. I need some depth at running back. Melvin Gordon, you're my guy. All right, so after Melvin went, James Cook, Mr. Claypool, Michael Carter, Bobby Trees, Alan Lazard, <coughs> excuse me, and Garrett Wilson. All right, so now I'm sitting here. We've got three picks left. I was looking, I was eyeballing the living hell out of Christian Kirk. That's gone. I think I've got my wide receivers. I'm good to go. So I'm going to go ahead and take a guy here. 
I, I, I may have done this wrong. I don't know. I guess wide receivers, you're just taking them all early, right? That's a no running back build because I'm going to take a guy who can also be a starter on the Rams roster, and I'm going to snag Darrell Henderson. I like it. I don't, I don't fully. I, I like Cam Akers too. I don't fully trust him, and you get so much more draft value by taking the risk on Henderson there. Uh, I agree. Plus, you, you got to take into account what McVay said. He said, "You know, listen, we got two starting running backs. They're more than willing to let Henderson play. Like I, for as late as I got him, he if he hits, that's great. He could be trade bait at this point." You know what I mean? People are going to be looking for running backs. At this point, I have more fucking running backs and wide receivers. Yeah, I did, I did this wrong. So it's all good. Fuck it. No, Let's you went this. zero, though. You started without running backs. That's the point of it. You have to fill running backs later. And you, since you're taking risky running backs, you have to. If you, I, The way I look at it, zero RB, you have to take a bunch of running backs later because they are not all going to hit. Right. Yeah, you're going quantity over quality in, in that regards. Um, looking at the draft board, I can see everyone that has a pick after me right here has to tie it in except for one team, and it's Fish. And one team actually has two, which don't draft a backup tight end. Don't be dumb. No. Yeah. So I'm going to take a gamble on a tight end who has a new head coach. The head coach knows how to use a tight end. And so I'm hoping I can get the next Kittle with Mike Gusecki. I love Mike Gusecki. I I think Mike Gusecki's fine, especially there. He's shown he could do it in the past. You know, if if the offense improves in any way, we know he can be valuable. You know, he's not going to get covered as much because there's more targets in the offense. Um and then the Friar Muth went after that. That's another team with two tight ends. They had pits. I don't know why you would do it, but it's the algorithm shit. Well, the, the I've, ADP. There's a there's a time where I feel like taking two tight ends is all right, but not if you have like a Pitts or a Kelsey. If you have one of the top five, I, because what you're doing is you're taking two, seeing who hits, and then trying to play the hot hand after that. Um, but either way, I'm in a position where I'm I'm. Building depth at this point, and I've only got three running backs. I've got five five receivers. I'm going to look at another running back, and this is the part of the draft where I just start looking for players with upside. I don't care about ADP at all. I want players that are probably going to be starting, players that are going to be consistent volume plays, and they may not be the best people. And I'm going to take Atlanta rookie Tyler Algier. Ah, you son of a bitch. I love Tyler Algier. I think he's going to be a stud this year. He runs. I like the way he runs. He sure, he could be back. behind Cordero Patterson, but really, come on now. They're going to use Cordero Patterson. Like a not a thing. Guy. Don't be silly. He's going to be a gadget guy. He had one good year, and he's behind Damian Williams. But it's okay. He'll be fine. Because Damian Williams has been so great in his entire career. Fuck out of here. Listen, this Fuck athlete out of here. At BYU, name a good BYU running back. Go ahead, Saquon I'll wait. Barkley. Listen, that's not that's not BYU, but We're, good effort. Oh, he went to Penn. Yeah. <laughs> they wear blue. Yeah, right? same shit. White helmets, Mormons. <laughs> it's all the fucking right. same. Anyways, right. well, 
I was going to go Tyler Algier, but he went. Then Isaiah Spiller went. Don't be silly. Don't draft him that early. I'm going to go ahead and take a running back here because I need running backs. Um, Travis Etienne might be the starter, but James Robinson has been a thing in the past. So I'm going to go ahead and take James Robinson here. He, if he misses time, I at least have starters. If Etienne gets hurt again, I think they're going to end up splitting the workload throughout the season. So I, I think James Robinson might be a safe pick here. I love him. Um, yeah, I was going to say Fish is like the biggest. I uh, love James Robinson. I'm disappointed because I know that it's probably not going to be the James Robinson show anymore there in Jacksonville. But I still like him in fantasy because he's fallen so far. He got an Achilles, so I'm kind of worried about him in that regard, you know. But it's like unless the injury impacted him a lot, it's almost like he does this thing where he forces them to use him because he's that much more productive than everybody else there. Exactly. And then my next pick, you know, I generally don't like drafting two quarterbacks, but I also don't like Trey Lance. So I'm going to actually take the quarterback I actually wanted is Kirk Cousins. I just, plus I have Justin Jefferson. So boom, I can stack that as well. I actually think Kirk Cousins is one of the safest quarterbacks in fantasy football. He's not sex. See, I, I compare on Twitter. I wrote out Kirk Cousins is missionary sex. It's boring, but it gets the job done. He's going to throw for 4,000 yards. He's going to throw for 30 touchdowns. I got him this late in the draft. Plus if Trey Lance sucks, I have, I have a legit quarterback one. I probably could have waited to get cousins, but especially because everybody has a quarterback, but for the sake of this draft, because we're almost done, I just picked up Cousins. Yeah, that's fair. I can dig it. Uh, Jarvis Landry went after you, which I like Jarvis Landry there too. Like in the 11th round, number two receiver, who knows what the offense is going to be. If Jameis Winston could be old Jameis Winston, he, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas are going to be people you want, and Jameis Winston is not going to be someone you want. But we'll see. Um at this point, like I said earlier, I'm just looking for high upside players. I'm, anybody basically beyond like the 10th round, I'm fine with picking them. And if you have to cut them, fine. Hopefully you don't have to cut them all. Hopefully you get more than one that hits. Um, if not, then yeah, you might be in a trouble position. But it's I feel like it's worth the risk to look for that upside. And I'm going to look for another rookie. Um, I'm not a fan of drafting this many rookies, but I feel like there's some decent options out there at the rookie position who get early opportunity. This guy might sit a little bit before he plays full-time, but I think he will be pretty quickly, and that's George Pickens. Um, he's shown out in preseason and in camp. We'll see if he gets a big role or not, but I think he should. Nice. That is a very good pick, especially with that amazing uh, touchdown he had in the first preseason game. Um. So my number one draft strategy is know your league, know the people drafting around you, know their tendencies, and know the rules. Make sure it's a PPR. Make sure that you know the roster settings. And in this case, ask your commissioner, is there an IR spot? If he says yes, then I love taking someone like Michael Gallup here. Jameson Williams. Throw in your IR spot for a few weeks until they're ready. Yeah, and just pick somebody off the waivers. If if they say no, it's one of those 
then I don't really want to waste a roster spot. But it seems like IR spots are getting a lot more popular nowadays since COVID. So I'm going to gamble on Michael Gallup being able to come back. Mm. Delicious. I love it. Especially if you have that that IR spot. That IR spot makes a big difference on that pick. Well, I was going to say, if your league does not have IR spots, then they throw suck. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Put yeah. a goddamn IR spot out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, listen. I, I don't need an IR for this spot. I need a tight end. I, at this point, he's fallen right into my lap. I like him so much this season. I, I th- people seem to be sleeping on him. I think he's got huge upside. And that's Albert O. I think Albert O. I think I took him in our last mock draft. I think this guy has the potential to be seriously, seriously a high production player. Look at his quarterback. You look at the offense around him. Let's take Albert O. Let's lock it down. For the record, too, when they traded away Noah Font, they they didn't trade away Albert O. So he's next man up. So. 100%. He's a big guy. He's like six six. He's a big guy. He's fast. I mean, he 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 got slighted a little bit even coming out of college. He was so so very good at Missouri, and everybody slept on this guy. I'm not really sure what happened, but I think he's going to be a stud. Hmm. All right. So after I took Albert O, Tyler Boyd went. Kenny Galladay because people are still wanting to make him a thing. Uh, Naheem Hines, which I think is a great pick this late. I almost went he, that. He's one injury away from being an absolute workhorse, and he's going to get play even now. They, there's news they want to increase his role, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a very athletic guy. He's going to be great. Then Tua Tungavailoa went. I think he's he's primed to have a nice little season. Hunter Henry's off the board. Rashad White. Now it's back up to me, and I am looking at three guys. I am looking at just locking down my last receiver spot. I got Julio Jones as an option. I like it. He'll probably get hurt at some point rather early. It's making me it's making me a little more lukewarm on. I'm not interested. I do like there's a there's a rookie receiver out here that I like that most people know, that know me know this. Dotson. Jahan Dotson is a stud. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to take him because I would have the entire Washington fucking receiving core. I don't want that. It's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the number one wide receiver in New England, and I'm going to take me some Devontae Parker. Nice. All right, so looking at my team, I got five receivers, four running backs. Knowing this is my last pick, I'm going to – I'm going to – fall for the uh the news i'm gonna take the true number one running back in washington and that's obviously rookie brian robinson Ooh, nice pick i I wasn't gonna take him because i'm still short of tight end but i was gonna bring him up because if you're getting him this late and he may be the starter hell yeah let's try it um yeah we'll see how if his adp rises i don't i don't know where i'd be comfortable like how high i'd be comfortable taking him Probably, I'd say, around the 10th round on, um, depending upon where you think he's going to get 
snagged at. But I'm stuck without a tight end still, and and I'm fine with it. I, th- I really think that there's some tight ends out here who have decent upside. If they're not picked now, they're going to be on the waivers. So if I pick wrong, then I'm, I'm out a week, and then I adjust. Um, and it's it's really between two people to me at this point, but there's a third that's that's somewhat interesting. And I'll, I'll touch on that last one in a second. I like Hayden Hurst. Rome's talked about him before. He did good in Atlanta, but he just never got the opportunity. He should have a good role in Cincinnati. They got a good quarterback. But I'm going to take – Somebody who's also just as risky, just as just as unknown in Irv Smith. I really think he could be something special. The only thing that this guy's going to be away available on the waivers in every single league. But hear me out. If they ever put Taysom Hill at running back, you have a tight end that's playing running back. Don't ever draft Taysom Hill at tight end. But just watch and see what he does. I don't think it'll happen, but you never fucking know. Yeah. It's definitely a good pick. Uh, Jamison Williams went after you went. And I actually probably would have taken Jamison Williams here, especially like kind of like what Ross was talking about. If your league has an IR spot, Jamison Williams is so goddamn good coming out of college. Like, he's so fast. Like, he was basically like the second coming of Tyreek Hill where he just has that stupid speed where he can outrun anybody on the field. And even though Jared Goff's not the greatest quarterback – they're going to be behind a lot. They're going to have to huck the ball. So, you know, so Jameson Williams could have been great. Um, my team here, I really don't like the way it turned out. I got four questionable running backs. I got four great wide receivers, which I'm happy about. Um, I think here in this spot, especially since we have to play three wide receivers and we play a flex, I only have four receivers. So I'm just going to pick up a fifth receiver here. There's a lot of names I actually kind of like around here. You know, Rondale Moore's got some big upside, uh, you know, especially because Hollywood Brown having like a legit deep threat on the other side of the field. I like that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out for at least six, four, six weeks uh, with the suspension. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take a guy here because since Jamison Williams is hurt, I'm going to take DJ Chark. Um, he's been a stud in Jacksonville in the past with bad quarterback play. Jared Goff, again, not the greatest quarterback. He's still serviceable. Got to throw to somebody. Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, he did his thing. But now DJ Chark is a legit number one wide receiver on a team that's going to be throwing the ball a lot. So I'll take DJ Chark there. Then the draft finishes. Matt Ryan went, Rondale Moore, Marlon Mack to round out our draft. You know, most leagues, they go beyond 12 rounds. We just want to do a short little quick one kind of talk about some draft strategies and points that we like to make when we draft. Is there anything else you guys want to cover before we wrap it up? Any, any other tips? No, hints? just um, don't do zero RB. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you look at it, if you look at a lot of uh, other shows and stuff, people try zero RB all the time. You c- it can work, but you're at such a disadvantage at the position that it, like I'm looking at your guys' roster and like they aren't, terrible everywhere else but the running back is you're just so far behind yeah you're you're you're, go ahead i agree i my look i'm actually not super opposed to my team i feel like i landed on my feet with a lot of the running backs that are there but they're not they're not your top tier guys they're not you're not going to get the same kind of production now the only time i would ever condone a no running back fucking build 
is if it's full point PPR, half point, whatever. That's great. Give me if it's full point, I'll start drafting receivers, fucking hand over fist. But until then, I still got to get me my running backs, man. Well, even then, you have those running backs that catch a lot of passes. Look at like a, a Kamara in his prime. Most of his point production came from passing yards. And then PPR is just even more valuable. So even in PPR, like PPR, it's a little easier to rebound. But even in PPR, still, there's such a higher value at a running back position. I yeah. Agree. I, and then, like, like another tip I could say, too, is, is we've already touched base on is know your league settings. Like, what are, what are your – like, what what is – uh like you said, full point PPR, half point PPR, standard scoring. Uh, how many roster spots do you have? Like, what does your bench look like? What are your, how do your league mates draft? Like if it's anything like our home league in the first two rounds, so 24 picks, it'll be like 20 running backs in the first two rounds, you know? And, and so if you try to like deploy a zero running back strategy in our home league, you're shit out of luck. Cause now your starting running back is like Marlon Mack, you know? <laughs> yeah. And in our home league running backs are still going after that. Right. It's Yeah. And, and that could always change, and, and you have to adapt to the actual draft as it's happening um, with what's available and what you're comfortable with. But but you do need to know your league, and yes, their tendencies can change, but a lot of that's going to stay the same consistently yeah. for a long be, time. Be fluid. Be water. you got to be flexible and willing to take things. Get your guys, especially like if you're near the turns. Like let's say kind of like how Fish took a quarterback early. Like let's say you're the, the I don't know, second overall pick and you're at the third round and so it was at three two so you're really like man i really want josh allen or i really want justin herbert patrick whatever quarterback you know there's a chance he's not going to make it back to you at the end of the fourth round so you might have to shoot like pull the trigger on a guy early but just go ahead and do that get your guy because they might not make it back to you because you got to wait a long time until it's your next pick so that, that's kind of what the episode shows, right? We do a lot of things that we wouldn't do in real life, but it kind of shows how it will look. And I'm actually comfortable with my team. Uh, I think every single one of us would say, let's deploy the Ross's strategy and, you know, select your, you know, two or at least a running back and receiver in the first two rounds and build by best available to a point where you can start gaining value out of your picks. Yeah. In the past, I've done that before too. Like with your first two picks, get a stud running back, stud wide receiver. So at least this way, you got top end guys, you know, at very pertinent positions. I generally like to wait on quarterback. Like I said, I've been a big Kirk Cousins homer. I got him in the eleventh round to get a quarterback. One that late, I could have filled out my entire roster and then some before I even picked a quarterback. Um, kind of like what I think Fish said: it don't draft two tight ends. That's just silly. Um. Kickers yeah. and defense, save if it for you, last. If you go tight and quarterback early, punt the other position. Um, that's a big thing that I did. I picked Josh Allen in the second round. What if I picked him in a real-life league at this pick? Probably not. But if I was like the the 212 and Josh Allen fell to me, and, and I, I, I might, I do like drafting quarterbacks early. Um, I feel like it could work. I'm good at it. It's been successful for me, but it, it can be difficult. But if you do it, punt the other position to like the very, very end. Like at least the twelfth. But yeah. Well, if if you take a quarterback early or a tight end or like like you just said, if you take quarterback early, don't go tight end early. If you go tight end early, don't go quarterback early. Because generally speaking, in most leagues, you're only playing one guy at that position, and that really fucks you. If you take two 
you know, those two early and you really pigeonhole yourself into your, your starting lineups. That's it, yeah. man. Some solid pointers there. Well, we've talked an awful lot and we'll be back again soon. We'll talk some more, but this is probably a good place to wrap it up for the night. Um, we'll probably give you guys more hints and tips if we come across anything new or special uh, within the next couple episodes. But we wanted to get out, uh, show you guys some ADP and some different draft strategies out there. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. We love you. And if I could, I'd kiss you all on the mouth. If you find me at my house I, or find me in public, I will kiss you on the lips and that's okay. But again, thank you so much for listening. We love the, we, we love and appreciate the support. Tell your friends. Don't keep us a secret. Share us, please, because we share our information, and we want you to share our information with the world as well. But get us on social media, Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter, Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Send us emails at FilthyFantasyFootballShow at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much, guys. King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.